That hits a little too close to home. Hello and welcome to Chaotic Creations, a podcast where we take weird prompts and make weird Dungeons & Dragons characters. I'm Harper, your lawful nerdy paladin. And I'm Darby, your chaotic tired bard. And welcome to our 19th episode. Darby, this week is a very special week. I don't know why you would say that. There's nothing special about this week. Well, we'll get to that later, but first off, I think that we should thank our newest patrons. Yes. We would love to thank our newest townsperson, Andrew Goons, and our newest innkeeper, Carrie Cool. Thank you so much for becoming patrons. If you would like to join Andrew and Carrie as patrons and you'd like to see some of the really cool benefits you can get from being a patron, you can go ahead and find us at patreon.com slash chaoticpod. Thank you so much for your support. You are helping us make this podcast. Also, we took last week off from the podcast as I was dealing with some personal health issues. I am feeling much better now. Thank you so much for your understanding, and I can't wait to keep bringing you awesome new episodes. Speaking of awesome new episodes, we have a lot of fun collaborations coming up in February. But today is a solo episode. That's right. Today is a solo episode because this Monday was Darby's birthday. Happy 24th birthday, Darby. Thank you. I, I creep one year closer to the grave. And for your present, I'd like to make a character for you. Yes, I'm very excited to see what you come up with for this prompt. Well, then without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Shall I give you my birthday prompt, Harper? Yes, please. I would love for you to build a character for me that I would never build myself. How interesting and vague. I like it. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're very well aware of where I tend to lean when I'm building characters for myself. Spellcasters. You do have a certain tendency toward mages, yes. Yeah, so I'd love for you to build me a character that I would never build for myself, but that I would just sink my claws into and play. (laughs) Okay, interesting. That gives me quite a lot to work with. It does. So immediately, when I think of a character that you would never build for yourself, it's going to have to be a primarily martial class. Yep. Because that is, <laughs> those are not the classes that you automatically lean towards. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think I've ever played a non-spellcaster before. That's fair. I do want to give you a class that has a little bit of spellcasting flavor. Mm-hmm. And so I think what I'm actually leaning toward the most at the moment is an Eldritch Knight fighter. Ooh, okay. So that is what we're going to be rolling today, is we're going to be making you an Eldritch Knight fighter. And in terms of races, I don't think there are any that you wouldn't play. Yeah, I think generally. I tend to be pretty open when it comes to the races, because they can, you know, they provide different things. Give you wings. Give you crazy voices. (laughs) Do you know what I think would actually be very fun for you and let you do your fun spin off of it is Mm -hmm. I think that because intelligence is your ability for spellcasting, I'd want to give you a race that would be both funny for a fighter and also high intelligence. So I am going to go with a gnome. (laughs) Any particular flavor of gnome? Ah, see, that is the struggle, isn't it? I think that when I'm thinking of 
really intelligent gnomes who would be good fighters as opposed to, you know, your usual spry gnomes. I'd go for rock gnome. Interesting. All right. Because all gnomes get a plus two to intelligence, but rock gnomes also get a plus one to their constitution. Ooh. Oh, do you think I'm very hardy? <laughs> I think you have a lot of heart. Um... <laughs> uh... As a rock gnome, you also automatically get the feature Artificer's Lore. So whenever you make a history check related to magical items, among other things, you can add twice your proficiency bonus. So you basically get expertise and history checks about magical items. Nice. I just like to make things. And speaking of make things, you also get to be a tinker. So you get proficiency with tinker's tools right off the bat. And you can make clockwork toys, fire starters, and music boxes. Fire starters? Never going to have a problem setting a building on fire. Just going to make a little wind-up toy that just goes in and then blows up. <laughs> I like imagining that it's just like a Zippo lighter with legs that goes doop, 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 doop. Yeah, and googly eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'll guess I'll go ahead and roll some stats for this rock gnome eldritch knight. Oh, man, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> While you're rolling, I'll remind our wonderful listeners how we roll stats here on Chaotic Creations. Uh, We take 4d6 and roll them, add the three highest scores together, and that is how you get your ability score. We re-roll any ones as well, so, you know, if you got four ones, you can re-roll them and hopefully not get a score of a four. So the stats that I have rolled for this character are 15, 15, 12, 13, 9, 18. 18! A 9 and an 18! I know exactly where that 9 is going. <laughs> Which is unfortunate for a fight. <laughs> now, that's a question. Are you putting these stats where you think they align with me or best for this character? I am making a character that you would not make, so I am not necessarily aligning them with you, but I am making decisions I know you wouldn't. <laughs> Which means that that nine is going to go in dexterity. Mm, my favorite. <laughs> you know what? Dexterity is the dump stat presents some really interesting mechanical challenges in terms of AC and in terms of initiative, but also some really fun roleplay challenges. It provides a hard life challenge for this character. <laughs> <laughs> AC challenge? How about survivability challenge? You want to walk up the stairs? How about you trip and die? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair... That makes sense for this character because they are so short and the stairs are so tall. They have to lift up almost their entire leg just to get to the next step. God, can you imagine those steps that are like, you know, like the Mayan temple steps where they're extremely steep and like very shallow? Yeah. It just like, I can just imagine this gnome. And when I imagine an Eldritch Knight, I imagine like a lot of armors are just like, just like crawling up these steps. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm going to put that 18 into intelligence uh, because that's going to boost you up to a 20 intelligence. Smart. Very smart. Uh, I want a 15 in constitution to bump you up to a 16. Nice. I'm going to put the other 15 in strength because you are, after all, a fighter. (laughs) And then I think I want the I think I want the 13 in charisma and the 12 in wisdom. Interesting. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Oh my god. (laughs) 
So our stats as they stand for this character right now are 15 strength, 9 dexterity, 16 constitution, 20 intelligence, 12 wisdom, and 13 charisma. A 20 intelligence at level 4? Yeah, but also a 9 in dexterity, so you know, give and take. Feast and famine. (laughs) Why have one when you could have both? (laughs) ¿Por qué no los dos? Let's think about who this character is as a person. Why this gnome became an eldritch knight. I have to say, I'm not that familiar with eldritch knights. Oh, excellent. Then I can give you a little bit of flavor about eldritch knights. Yes. Uh, Because I love eldritch knights. I think they are so cool because as you know, Darby, I love the martial classes with a little spellcasting flair on top of them. Mm -hmm. So eldritch knight is one of my favorite builds. All right. Basically, you are a knight who dabbles just a little bit in wizard, but only in the abjuration and evocation schools of magic. So you don't have to have a spell book. You just commit the spells to memory, but you learn a few spells from the wizard spell lists from abjuration and evocation schools. Mm -hmm. And you still get to be this badass fighter, but you also get to cast wizard spells. It's kind of like how you like blade singers, but the reverse of that. Yeah, my spellcaster with the flavor of a martial class. Mm -hmm. This is the martial class with the flavor of the spellcasting. This is a character I would consider building for myself and then go, "Mm, but blade singer though. (laughs) But you know what? We're going to change it up. Uh, and at fourth level for Eldritch Knight, you are going to have two cantrips that you know and four spells that you know, and they're all going to be first level spells. Mm-hmm. And you actually get three first level spell slots. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Eldritch Knights max out at fourth level spell slots, so they're a little bit weaker than other combo classes like Rangers and Paladins, but you still get to be a fighter with all of the great things that come with being a fighter. Yeah, and you get the shield, which can boost up your AC, which in a class where you're actually allowed to wear armor and still mm-hmm. use spells, because uh, Bladesinger's requirement is that you cannot wear medium or higher armor or wear a shield, so you have to either wear something like leather armor or like light armor or use mage armor, mm-hmm. which can use up a spell slot. The other fun thing about this is uh, Eldritch Knights are a little bit like Hexblade Warlocks in that you can actually form a magical bond with a weapon of your choice and you can then make the weapon teleport to your hand. Interesting. You can't dismiss the weapon, but you can summon it and it will teleport into your hand. And you can have two bonded weapons at a time. You can only summon one at a time, but you can have two bonded weapons. So you have options. That just makes me feel like, on an aside, this just makes me feel like I should make Arabella an Eldritch Knight. <laughs> like, <laughs> more spells? Oh my god. I, oh, I, mm. So you know how fighters are super cool and they get extra attacks as yeah. they level up? Well, at 7th level, you become a war mage with as an Eldritch Knight. So you can use your action to cast a cantrip and then use your bonus action to use a weapon attack, even though you didn't use a weapon attack for your initial attack. Ah, uh, that's that's very similar to the Bladesinger ability. Their version of extra attack, which says pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Using cantrip and all that jazz, which I'm now realizing on further thought that I can cast other cantrips besides Booming Blade and Green Flame Blade. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then as you keep going up in levels, 
You can give a creature disadvantage on a save uh, from a spell that you cast if you hit it with a weapon attack. And you can just get the ability to teleport when you use your action surge. I know you said Blade Singer is the most anime class, but like, hmm. <laughs> Excuse me while I go dabble a Blade Singer Eldritch Knight combination right now. I know, right? It's so fun. Oh my god. So that's kind of what Eldritch Knights are on top of fighters, which already are super cool because you get to pick a fighting style, you get to get extra attack and indomitable. I mean, by the time you reach level 20 in fighter, you get to make four attacks every time you take the attack action. That's disgusting. <laughs> Isn't it gross? And also, I think that fighters get a bad rap, but I think fighters are pretty sick. Like for instance, champion fighter is always kind of looked down on as like the most basic of builds. But I'm like, who doesn't want to get a critical hit when you roll an 18? An 18? I roll so many 18s, Arbor. Yeah, 18, 19, and 20 when you reach level 15 in Champion Fighter, you're it's a critical hit for you. Oh, that is uh, pretty gross. You know, Harper, I am genuinely surprised, though, that you did not make me just play a human champion fighter. <laughs> I thought about it. I genuinely did. But you know, I want a character that you would never make for yourself. But if someone made it for you to play, you'd be like, oh, sick, I can do this. Uh huh. And I feel like your brain is one that works really well in the spellcaster space. Let's think about what kind of a person this character is. Why would a gnome become an eldritch knight? Maybe, well, they are a rock gnome who likes to tinker a little mm -hmm. bit. I like the idea that maybe the other members of their family are artificers and wizards. Yeah, because they have a naturally high intelligence score, which would have a tendency to lean them towards those classes. We're just making a black sheep character. Like, they're in like... Like, yeah, like, my family is a spellcaster and I learned from them, but I want to be a fighter. Maybe... Maybe this is a family of gnomes who have a long history of... You know, these are, like, <laughs> kind of almost thinking, like, you know, Divergent, how there's, like, oh, like... There are these like five clans that you could pick from. And then the one clan that no one ever picks, like maybe <laughs> Eldritch Knight is just that for their family. Like they know, like they have family members and they continue like these lineages of like different wizards or different kinds of artificers. But like they're rarely been Eldritch Knights in their family mm -hmm. and they don't tend to do well. So everyone sort of stopped carrying that like legacy around oh i'm starting to think of like hunger games almost like they have mentors and like little mentees and like the last eldritch night is just like no one else has come to like learn from me and forever like it's mm -hmm. fine oh do you know what that makes me think of that makes me think of the giver yes where yes. everyone gets told what they're going to be at like the ceremony and I don't think it's a choose. I don't think they get to choose. I think they just I did, no, no, no. Yeah, the giving. They give they give them the role. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, you're gonna be the the birther. But then like one yeah, no, that's by the way, disgusting. Yeah. But <laughs> then it's like, oh, no one person every generation becomes the receiver of memory. And so one person every generation. And gnomes live a while, so a generation's a long time. One person every generation becomes an eldritch knight, and our character mm -hmm. is that one person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what background would that be? <laughs> oh, you know what could be really interesting? Mm -hmm. Is if it's inheritor. Ooh. You've inherited a weapon that's traditional in your family and is only used by the eldritch knight. Yes. Oh, that kind of reminds me of uh, when I was looking around at magical weapons. It sort of reminds me of the Moonblade, 
which is like only elves and half elves can use supposedly so they like pass it down and each of the swords like has like a quirk and it can only be used by people of that family like kind of reminds me of that I like that. Yeah, so it's a sword that's been passed down throughout the years, and every Eldritch Knight bonds to this sword. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, let's do this it. This would be ripe for Warlock flavor, like Hexblade, or like just a Pact of the Blade sort of flavoring mm-hmm. of just this weapon. You just like forge this bond around this weapon. Ah, oh, there's so many... There's so many possibilities. You know what? Maybe the very, very first person in the family was a Hexblade Warlock. But everyone since then has been an Eldritch Knight because they haven't had that pact if they've just been carrying on the tradition. Yeah. And that this weapon, this weapon is still pretty cool, but, you know, not making a deal with an Eldritch being. Maybe that's where the Eldritch, like the name for the role came from. Is like they know it was an Eldritch being. And now instead of being a warlock, you're a knight of an Eldritch nature. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. Perfect. Cogs are turning. Let's check out these personality tables, shall we? Heck yes. I immediately am drawn to, I get bored easily. When am I going to get on with my destiny? I really like that. I feel like this gnome that we're building is someone who always felt like maybe they didn't quite fit in with everyone else. Like they just like, they knew like, yeah, there's like a bajillion wizard classes and like there's a few like artificer classes are always like i just don't feel like the like, blade singer was like the closest they ever felt to like feeling connected to something but they're like i don't really i just not it's just not enough hitting with things for me mm-hmm. don't fit in so like always feeling like bored with the classes of like a blade singer or, like mm-hmm. learning to be a blade singer and so i also really like because this character is really intelligent but still they prefer the doing they prefer action so thinking is for other people i prefer action mm-hmm. where it's like yeah i know i'm really smart but that's not what i want to do with my life yeah like the the kind of smart that's like thinking on your feet and like while you're doing something as opposed to like sitting back thinking on it before you do anything mm-hmm. right yeah this is a weird tangent where my brain is sort of drawn to analogously the japanese constitution uh, which the U.S. wrote for Japan is extremely nuanced. Is not the word I would use for it. It's unwieldy, uh, and there's a lot of measures and countermeasures and checks and balances and stuff. But to the point where it becomes incapable of functioning quickly when disaster happens in mm-hmm. 2011, when there was you know the tsunami and the meltdown, there was a lot of inaction from the government because they had to go. They were going like, oh, and then this subcommittee will meet, and then this committee will meet talk about what happened in this subcommittee's meeting and all of that like stuff led to a lot of disaster and a lot of the inability to get disaster aided out quickly enough to the point where the yakuza was doing it a little bit better than the government and faster and that sort of reminds me of maybe that this is what this dome's mentality is is that this government the way that things work and the way that people are acting is that there's so much like oh, you need to do this measure and then this measure before you can even start to think about what you can do. He's just like, just do it. Just do it and think about it as you're going. Like, adapt. Like, enough with all these meetings. I'm tired of these meetings. (laughs) Yeah, it's like everything is moving way too slowly. Mm -hmm. Also, I feel like maybe one of the reasons that this gnome got drawn toward um, Eldritch Knight is 
maybe like even a little bit of imposter syndrome. Like they are super intelligent, but amongst their family, they've never felt very smart. Mm -hmm. They're just the different kind, you know, Mm -hmm. people like book smart or street smart, you know, that sort of thing. They're just, they just think a little differently. Well, I like the idea that this character is actually very intelligent in some of those traditional book smart ways as well. It's just that amongst their family, amongst their clan, they've never felt that. Yeah. I think just the way that they act on their like this mm-hmm. intelligence is manifests very differently and so they're like I'm not exactly like my family so I must am I really not that smart like you know what I mean exactly yeah like doing test prep differently like their family's like oh you just need to sit down and memorize everything and meanwhile our gnome over here is like like humming a song to like remember all the equations and stuff like that and mm-hmm. it works. And they're getting the exact same score. <laughs> and they're like, am I dumb? Yeah, where it's just like, but just because you don't do it the exact way you're taught in the classroom doesn't mean you don't know the information. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, <laughs> this character, I deeply relate. <laughs> <laughs> Big ol' imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah. So then in terms of ideal, I kind of like that maybe it's sincerity that there's no good in pretending to be something that I'm not. Maybe mm-hmm. this character doesn't necessarily have the clearest view of who it is they actually are and what their strengths are. Like, clear, like in, in terms of a stat build, we have built someone that would do very well as a wizard or an artificer. Mm-hmm. Even a blade singer. Yeah, but this character's like, no, I need to follow the fighter path because I'm not as smart as my siblings. There's no good in pretending to be something that I'm not. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that character arc that you can see over the course of the journey is realizing, oh, I am just as smart as my siblings. I may be even smarter. Maybe when, instead of, like, because, you know, in The Giver, they're just like, you have this role. There is nothing else, like, there's nothing else for you. Mm -hmm. That this gnome society, instead of being like, this is you, you get no other choice, like, will offer. Like, they're like, you have this, you know, we see that you scored highly here, like, you would be most applicable for blah, 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 blah. It's up to you to choose, though, right? Career aptitude tests. Yes, career aptitude tests. And for this gnome, they're like, you're the only one in many, many, many generations, like, in this generation to be applicable, to have a aptitude. You have the aptitude to be an Eldritch Knight. So do you want to be a Blade Singer, which we have a lot more resources for, and they're, like, spieling, or do you want to be this Eldritch Knight? Mm-hmm. And so this is when this character chooses, there's no good at pretending that I'm going to be a blade singer when I clearly don't have an aptitude for it. Like I do this new thing that I have no idea, but it feels like I'm ca- it's calling to me somehow. Right. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Yeah. So then with their bond then, mm-hmm. oh, the bonds for this background are interesting. I don't know if any of them particularly fit very well with the character. Although maybe it is my tools are symbols of my past life and I carry them so they'll never forget my roots because they have their tinkerer's tools and they have their weapon. Why would this gnome set out on adventure? Do you know what I mean? Why? If we've made the society of like little gnomes, what are they doing? Are they just like insular? Do they just like live? They're like, we are gnomes. We stay in our gnome society. We do our gnome thing. You know, we become wizards. Maybe, like, they were like, oh, yeah, Eldritch Knight, we don't have one of those anymore. The last one went off adventuring. So the best that we can do is have you trade with the Bladesingers. 
Mm-hmm. And this character is eventually like, you know what? I've learned as much as I possibly can because like our paths are diverging. I need to go forth and seek people who can teach me how to do this yeah. properly. Yes. Yes. And so they're like, I'm going to take the vestments of our, you know, of my lineage, but like, I need to leave. Like, I can't, this is no longer the place for me. Mm-hmm. I like it. This is my house, but not my home. Oh, what a mood. <laughs> And then the last thing that we need to pick from the background is going to be a flaw. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe because this character is the only Eldritch Knight, they are so convinced that they have to go it alone. Mm-hmm. But it's not that they have trouble trusting their allies. It's just that they have this innate sense of like, oh, I have to do this myself. Mm-hmm. So I have trouble trusting you to do it for me because if you fail, then I have failed in trusting you. Yeah. I it also kind of that that sort of reminds me also of the second flaw, which is I'm convinced of the significance of my destiny and blind to my shortcomings and the risk of failure, as well mm-hmm. as number six. It almost kind of makes me want to combine the two of them mm-hmm. in a way that like my destiny is my own and like I have to go it alone. I kind of like, though, that instead of being blind to the risk of failure, they're hyper aware of the risk of failure. Yeah. That imposter syndrome kicking in, you know, Mm -hmm. like, mm, there's so many ways I can fail. I cannot allow my allies to become the variable that makes me fail. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do everything by myself. Ooh, that's a little too real for me right here in the chest. Oh, yeah, that hits a little too close to home. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's then bounce back over to Fighter and see what else we're going to get from this character. Because for Inheritor background we get survival skill plus arcana history and religion and i think with this particular society we built it should be arcana yes i think so as well we also get a musical instrument or a gaming set but i like musical instrument you know what i always say and we hardly <laughs> ever pick <laughs> it's bagpipes you know i like darby that if this character has just a little bit of flavor of you there's not really a piano but you know we could do accordion keys doesn't it it does have keys yeah it's like a little portable piano but it's also a bellows oh my god can you imagine if they had a bag of holding and they just pulled out an entire harpsichord (laughs) or like a portable hole and they just hop down into the hole and just play the harpsichord from inside the hole one minute at a time and then they just go okay I like the idea that maybe like they're so good they don't need to look at the keys anymore so they can sit there with their heads sticking out of the hole and just playing inside the hole without looking at their fingers. The portable hole is just 18 crates just stacking the harpsichord up high enough that it's near the very mouth of the hole (laughs) so the gnome can just like you know breathe and like like look down but not be like hunched over the keys you know Mm -hmm. or god at that point if the gnome is that small would they just stick their head up like this so that they could just have a straw you know it's funny because gnomes are supposed to be like four feet tall but i feel like this gnome is a little bit on the short side and a little bit on the stocky side i find honestly very fun to play very small characters i mean that's why verity's like two and a half feet tall Mm mm-hmm I think maybe this gnome could at glance be mistaken for a halfling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because halflings on the small side will be like three, or average on three mm-hmm. feet. So maybe... Maybe three and a half feet tall, and then like a little bit wider, a little bit stouter than a gnome usually is. 
Yeah, yeah. So I think we're going to go with a musical instrument proficiency and harpsichord. <laughs> Why not at that point, you know? And we also get a language of our choice. Maybe the one thing that they could teach you as an eldritch knight, it's like they get you up to this far and they're like, we got nothing else. Because at this mm-hmm. point, that person left, the other person died. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So we need a, a, like a wizardy type language. I was honestly thinking... You know, like, because the original, the original was a warlock. What's the most mm-hmm. warlocky language? Oh, infernal. Yeah. So then they maybe they passed down. They passed down infernal. I like it. Okay. Oh, you know what? Maybe this weapon is a magic weapon, but it has an activation phrase. It's been lost to time and memory. Yeah. Yeah. And no one knows it. And it is an infernal word, but they don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh huh. And that leaves the question, why would the previous Eldritch Knight leave it behind? Maybe the Eldritch Knight before them set off on a mission that they knew that they could not complete without dying, and so they left it behind. Ah, and that's so interesting. What if the Eldritch Knight did, they were like, this is a mission I think I will fail. I must leave this behind so the lineage can be continued somehow, some way. If I somehow live, I'll return for it. And they set off on this mission somehow survive but they feel so shamed that they didn't complete that they just leave yeah 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 i love it oh there's so many little nuggets here to explore i just want to write you asked for a character that you could sink your claws into i'm sinking my claws into them (laughs) you gave me a fighter a class i would i literally looked at so little I don't know what any of the subclasses do except for Purple Dragon Knight. That is like the only <laughs> one I'm vaguely familiar with because I made a character that was a fighter once. Then let's take a look at fighter and we'll walk through it a bit. So for proficiencies, all armor, shields, all weapons, uh, no tools, unfortunately. Uh, but we also have to choose two skills from acrobatics, animal handling, athletics, history, insight, intimidation, and perception. I kind of like that it's history because they've had to learn the history of their people and of Eldritch Knights. And their nerd. Yeah. Yep. I kind of like, hmm, I'm trying to think what is a proficiency that a typical wizard wouldn't take? Athletics. True. Or intimidation, honestly. I kind of like intimidation a little bit because... As martial as the Blazinger quote-unquote gets, it's still, like, very much a wizard class. Like, you're mm-hmm. primarily a spellcaster, and you can stab someone with a sword a little bit. That, this is the opposite, where you stab people with swords, and then you can cast a couple spells. You stab people with swords, and you, you just cast Green Flame Blade, and you're like, you want it again, but harder? <laughs> like, <laughs> so I think Intimidation kind of fits. You know, also someone who didn't quite fit the cut of the cloth, you know? Yeah, I like it. This kid was a little more, like, brash and, like, a little more buff, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, then I think that for fighting style, we have to go with dueling. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, that's what they teach the blade singers is a dueling fighting style. So that's what this person got taught as well. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, anytime you're wielding a melee weapon in one hand and no other weapons, you get a plus two bonus to your damage rolls. I'm just imagining them holding a long sword in one hand because you can. I don't know if I don't know if a small a small creature can. I I can't. <laughs> small characters can use any weapon as it's intended to be used, 
if the weapon is heavy, they use it at disadvantage. Mm, okay. So a long sword, yes. A great sword, no. <laughs> the idea of picking up a great sword, though, and just, like, one-handed, like, arm wobbling. Like... Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, yeah, but I think it'd be funny if it's, like, a... Well, but if the first if the first person was a gnome, it'd probably be something a gnome could wield. Well, I'm wondering then, because if it's a long sword, mm-hmm. long swords are versatile, so you can use them one or two-handed. Mm-hmm. Small creatures have to use versatile weapons as two-handed weapons. Ah. So maybe it is a long sword, and they just always use it as a two-handed weapon. So instead of it being a dueling fighting style, it's great weapon fighting Ooh, yes i think that they were trying to become a duelist right like and it just wasn't working because they're like but i can hit so much heavier with two hands and then when they became an eldritch knight instead of a blade singer it was like oh this is my ancestral weapon this feels more natural to me yeah yeah god so the other things that you're going to get as a fighter is that you can use second wind to just Use your bonus action to regain hit points, and you also get an action surge. So once per short rest, you can take an additional action on your turn. This really makes me want to make Arabella into a fighter. Also, a fun thing about fighters that you will love, Darby, uh, is that fighters get extra ability score improvement slots. So instead of just being every four levels, fighters can improve every four or two levels. So not only are we going to be able to take a feat at fourth level, but we could also take a feat at sixth, eighth, twelfth, fourteenth, sixteenth, and nineteenth levels. Mm, and I love feet. Oh, I love feet so much. I know you do. Let's, you know, let's go ahead and pick a feat for this character. Then we can come back and do spells. You know, oh, are they not able to take that? Because I was thinking, you'd be funny, like the Mm -hmm. one leftover that they have is Defensive Duelist as a feat. I don't actually see it on this list. I don't think you can take it because you need to um, be using a duel thing. Yeah. So you can't, we wouldn't be able to take that. It's funny, it's not even on this list as a thing. No, because you have to have a dexterity of 13 or higher in order to have Defensive Duelist. Ah, Yes, I, I I understand now. But you know what I kind of like? Because we've made it where there's kind of like a warlock lineage to this Eldritch Knight. Maybe they're an Eldritch Adept. Yes. And they can have an Eldritch Invocation. Yes. Yes. That's like, oh, I love, ooh, ooh, I get to look at Eldritch Invocations. Oh, this is a great present. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I would say armor of shadows, but this character's a fighter, so they're already going to be wearing heavy armor. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Eldritch Mind? You advantage on constitution saving throws to maintain your concentration on a spell? Mmm, that's like half of Warcaster. That almost, that works. Yeah, and kind of makes sense. Maybe, like, maybe the one thing that was passed down, not the activation phrase of the sword, but is, like the invocation that Mm. it can give to you and so you're given this yeah eldritch mind is an interesting one 
I also am a very big fan of Eldritch Sight. Mm, yes. Because I think that like that adds a little bit more of the magical to this character, right? Or like you are keenly aware of magic in your presence. I don't know which to take. Eldritch Mind or Eldritch Sight? I mean, the fun thing about being a fighter is that you already have proficiency in constitution saving throws. So taking advantage on that is almost like you are never going to lose concentration. Which for a class where you have spells, but not that many of them, and I know there are a lot of concentration wizard spells, that could be pretty invaluable. I'm pretty okay with that, honestly. I think that we should do that because then it's like, I only know a few spells, but I can cast them so well. Like death grip on the spells Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a similar fashion to, uh, God, Bladesingers get a plus five to saving throws for their, for concentration checks that they make while their blade song is active, I think. Mm -hmm. Don't quote me on that. I like it, though, because I feel like one thing that we might get asked is why didn't you just pick the Warcaster feat then? Because then you can do that and then also other things. But with Eldritch Adept, there's the chance for growth because you can change the invocation each time you level up. So maybe that's what this character has now. But as they get stronger, they're going to or maybe even multi-class into Warlock later on. Yeah, they find the activation word for the sword and it awakens Mm -hmm. whatever being is kind of in it and is like, ah, I see you've taken an invocation already. How would you like more? Oh, a dormant sentient sword. Yes. Oh, I love it so much. Yes. I I quite like it. Plus, I think as an Eldritch Knight later on, you do eventually get some things that are very similar to having Warcaster as a feat. So instead of kind of in almost doubling up, Mm -hmm. you know, because you can't change feats, you're this way you're able to kind of get a little bit of both. Yeah. And the thing about Warcaster that I quite like for my character who has it is that you can cast spells uh, when you have weapons or shield in both hands, which mm-hmm. isn't always true. And if we're yeah. always dual wielding, it will be hard to cast a spell. Yes. But if you can start the fight with a spell and then summon, teleport your weapon to your hand mm-hmm. instead of having to draw it. Oof. Oof. I like it. The last bit of Warcaster is that you can cast a spell as a reaction as opposed to making a weapon attack. But since this is a fighter, there's <laughs> I don't think it super matters if it's a spell or swinging a weapon because this this laddie is already just so good at swinging weapons, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I think there's, there's certainly parts about Warcaster that would not be the most optimal for this character, but also just mm-hmm. like flavor. Like, if you can cast a cantrip and then go, and now here's my sword, and cloud strife this stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So let's look at what spells they do now. So we're going to be restricted to wizard, abjuration, and evocation spells. Interesting. All right, all right, all right. With the exception of the cantrips. The cantrips can be from any family. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I don't want to take both Booming Blade and green flame blade at fourth level no i agree we should pick one yeah i'm just sort of stuck on which one because booming blade means that if they move willingly they take an extra amount of d8 damage although at low levels you don't take any damage 
It's uh-huh. sort of like a like a bully. Maybe green flame blade because that also has that eldritch flavor. It really does. And then as a part of casting the spell, you make the weapon attack. So it's not like you have to cast a spell and then make a weapon attack. It's just part of the spell. Mm -hmm. And then the next level, the fire will jump from a person to person. The person you find to another person within five feet of them? Yeah. Yes. So this would favor someone who gets up close and personal with multiple people, which I think as an eldritch kind of in the flavor of this gnome we've made them someone who forges ahead not quite trusting the people around them because Mm -hmm. they're hyper aware of the failures that could happen if they trust someone and don't and they don't follow through and so this seems like someone who would wade into a thick of enemies and just green flame blade their way through oh absolutely yeah i think green flame blade and then i kind of like that the other cantrip would be minor illusion that's one that forest gnomes get as a racial feature is they just know the minor illusion cantrip so I like that this character from the jump, like they have to use a cantrip slot to learn it, but it's kind of like another thing of acknowledging their heritage. Yeah. Yeah. Little flavor from home. And then we get to know four first level abjuration or evocation spells. Mm. I think that a lot of these are very fun because basically it's defensive and offensive magic that's what these two schools are abjuration Mm -hmm. is defense evocations offense so are they more of an offensive or defensive person i think offensive right with like the tiniest amount of defenses i think they should take shield but nothing else really abjuration Mm -hmm. i like that that shield is one of them i because i think that's something that's just inherently very useful to them like that they're just like that that is maybe one of the few things that stuck with them from Blade Singers is mm-hmm. shield, right? Because they're just like, oh, you beat my AC? No, you didn't. <laughs> yep. Try again. I like Witch Bolt for, again, a little bit of the Eldritch flavor. I like that this is purely, with the exception of Minor Illusion, purely a combat spell specialist. Yeah. Because that really fits in with the Eldritch Knight flavoring. There's no utility in the casting. It's all to help you with your fighting. Mm-hmm. I also kind of like Tasha's Caustic Brew, because I think it's a very funny spell that you're just spitting acid in a straight line. I like that because then if they don't use an action to get it off themselves, they just keep taking damage from you as you keep getting to swing at them. Yeah, and it's in someone who has like a death grip on their concentration as much as they have a death grip on their sword. Mm-hmm. That would make sense that they're like, especially if there's someone who's like, I'm going to do it by myself, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is a spell that will continue to deal damage to them if they don't shake it off. Same with Witch Bolt. Yeah, it's just you keep dealing damage to them automatically for every turn after you hit them. I also think Thunder Wave. If you're getting up close and personal, mm. in a 15-foot cube around you, you're going to force people to make a, a a save. Yeah. All right, I'm down for it. So that's all of our spells then. Okay, don't okay. We need to name your character here. Hmm. What do I name this character? What are you thinking of in terms of... I've been kind of thinking that maybe this is a guy. Yeah, I've been leaning towards like... What was the kid's name in Giver? Jonas. We have already named a character Joe. (laughs) God, the Giver movie was so bad. Yes. Hmm. You know, maybe in the thing of the giver because one of the things about the giver is that when a person leaves the community they are said to go elsewhere 
Mm-hmm. I kind of think maybe a name that pays homage to that, like Elsar or something like that. That's leading a little bit more elvish sounding, but I don't know. What do you think? No, I like it. Something to do with like elsewhere. Maybe their name literally is elsewhere. It's like E-L-S-W-E-R. Yeah. Maybe their naming tradition is like they find a word that they like fit for them. Very tiefling. Yeah. Yeah. Just like like they have like a name that they ca- they call them as they grow up, but then they'll find a word that they find better mm-hmm. for them. And maybe everyone's just always kind of started referring to him as elsewhere because he always seemed to be looking elsewhere or his mind seemed to be elsewhere. I like it. Yeah. And then once he becomes like demonstrably different from everyone else, he's like, yeah, this will be my name now. I am elsewhere. Mm hmm. And then, like, when he decided to leave his community to learn more, he's like, I am going elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. Oh, yes. All right. So, Darby, uh, happy birthday. I hope that you enjoy Elsewhere, the Eldritch Knight. Oh, God. I have to play Elsewhere somewhere else now. That's all for this week. Be sure to join us next week for another Chaotic Creation. Chaotic Creations is created, produced, and hosted by Harper Hayes and Darby Pack. Editing is by Harper Hayes, and web design is by Darby Pack. Art is by Kiku Hughes, who you can find on Twitter at Kiku Hughes, and the music is by Kevin McLeod. Transcriptions are by AJ Ray. Find him on Twitter at Husha underscore kid. If you like what we do, please support us on patreon.com slash chaoticpod for awesome perks, including bonus content and exclusive access. We are proud partners of Critical Miss an inclusive online TTRPG community streaming on Twitch. Catch our podcast and other fun shows every single day at twitch.tv slash critical misses. If you want to chat with us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at chaoticpod. You can also join our Discord server by going to our website, chaoticpod.com, or via our link tree in our Twitter bio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. It helps new listeners to find us. And tell your favorite nerdy friend about us. It's the best way to help us grow. Thanks for listening.